Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Today is Monday, January 18th, and I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is, of course, a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Today on the podcast, we're going to look back at Saturday's 2-1 loss to the New Jersey Devils, as well as prepare you for today's game against the New York Islanders. It's an earlier game today, 5 p.m. Eastern, seeing as it is Martin Luther King Jr. Day down in the States. We're also going to start a new Monday segment on the podcast, which is the Bruin of the Week, and then, of course, Look at what else is going around the NHL. Before we get to that, let me remind you that the podcast is available on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, wherever you get your podcasts. Please do subscribe. Each new episode will be added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. For you who are on social media, you can follow the program on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins and on Instagram at Locked On Boston Bruins. I can be found on both platforms at Ian C. McLaren. For those new to the show, I am a lifelong Bruins fan since back in the 80s. I have been writing about hockey for about 15 years for various outlets. I worked full-time as a hockey news editor for The Score and now have been hosting this podcast since October of uh, 2019. And I'm very excited to continue to work through what this team is going through on a daily basis with you. And of course, on Saturday, the Bruins lost their first game of the season at the hands of the New Jersey Devils. A 2-1 overtime loss where Igor Sharangovich scored the winner with just 1.7 seconds to go in the extra session. The big story for the Bruins was a lack of 5-on-5 scoring, something they have yet to accomplish in the first two games of the season, which is a bit troubling seeing as they were playing a New Jersey Devils team that many have pegged to finish last in the East Division this season. Of course, David Pasternak is injured. Craig Smith missed the first game of the season, and Andre Kasha was forced to leave the second game after taking a hit up high from Miles Wood, who was a bit of an agitator and who scored against the Bruins in regulation time on Sunday. He was kind of doing it all, and you certainly would have liked someone to step up and play that way for our team, but alas, it didn't happen. Patrice Bergeron, after the game, said, It is a work in progress. You're trying to work on a lot of things. The system, make sure you gel as a team. It's early in the year. You take the three out of four points, but you always expect more and expect to be better. That's kind of the approach that I took after the game. You know, it's early days still. It was a very short training camp. Zero exhibition games. Pasternak is missing. You've had holes on the right side, despite you know, bringing in Smith in the offseason 
everybody's still trying to figure things out. And while it was uh, disappointing not to play better against a team like the Devils, they did get the three out of four points and, you know, can build on that for sure. It's better than getting zero points. They did get 28 shots on goal, but few quality scoring chances at even strength. And Bergeron, with seven, was the only Bruins forward with more than two shots on goal. It's something that Bruce Cassidy keyed on after the game. The Bruins aren't shooting enough. They're not playing off the original shot, so not, you know, trying to get in front of the net, get a chance at a rebound. That, to me, is just not playing hockey for a while. We're always looking to make a pass. It showed tonight, our forward shot totals, they can't be very encouraging. We'll address it, and they're going to have to buy into that something that was a struggle for the Bruins back in the bubble. 5-on-5 scoring, getting in front of the net, generating those secondary chances off the rebound, and um, with Pasternak out and now perhaps Kasha out for some period of time, there's going to be more learning as new guys are shuffled in. David Krejci was placed on the right wing with Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron for a time. Uh, just an attempt to get creative, and they did look good, but obviously it's not a long-term solution. Cassidy said, with Kasha going out, Pasternak being out, you're limited in who can go up in that top spot. They tried to make it work until Pasta comes back. Greg Smith missing a game, so you want to be careful with him and how much you put on his plate. It ended up being Krejci a little bit, probably more than I would like as a center, but they have good chemistry. David can play with anybody Took some turns in the middle, just trying to muster something. We ended up getting the only goal shorthanded, but nothing 5-on-5. And yes, the Bruins' lone goal came from Patrice Bergeron, his first as captain, his 18th shorthanded career goal. And it was an opportunity largely created by Brad Marchand's work down the boards, trying to clear the zone, stayed with it, found a lane, and... Got the puck to Bergeron, who fired it past Mackenzie Blackwood for his first of the season. The story, as I mentioned, one of the big stories was Kasha leaving the game in the first period after collision with Miles Wood. He did not return. There's going to be a further update on his status on Sunday. That hasn't dropped as I record at the moment. Um, But, you know, he does have a concussion history. And I'm sure the Bruins will be more cautious with him, uh, leaving some questions as to how the lineup will shake out for uh, Monday's game here against the Islanders. Will it be Craig Smith on the right side on the top line? Stadnika back in the lineup? Uh, We'll have to see how things go. Uh, Yaroslav Halak played brilliantly in net for the Bruins, turned away 29 shots, a number of point-blank saves, One on a semi-breakaway from Jack Hughes with just over three minutes to go in the third period. And again, it just showed the Bruins' strength in net. The Bruins have two high-level goalies who can win on any given night, and that's certainly a uh, a bonus for the Boston Bruins for sure. I thought Trent Frederick has looked very good for the Bruins in the early going. Looked to me like one of the best forwards on the team. Um... 22-year-old was engaged physically throughout the day, nearly dropping the gloves with Devils defenseman P.K. Suman and landing one shot on goal in just over 14 minutes of ice time. Cassidy said he's done a good job in people's faces, real good look late in terms of a scoring chance, 
protecting the puck. We'll look at his game closer for the details part, but based on the eye test, he was involved. A young guy that's still finding his way, and we want him involved every night. I thought he did a good job with that. There was one point where he was on his knees, still was able to wrangle the puck and almost get it to Sean Corrali for a nice chance. Uh, Kevin Miller continued to impress in his comeback, showing off his physical, hard-hitting style with three hits. He also dropped the gloves with Wood on the opening shift after the Devil had uh, taken some runs at Tuka Rask in the first game on Thursday evening. Bruce Cassidy early on mentioned the number of shots being generated by Bruins forwards. Matt Grizzlick leads the team so far with 10 shots through five games. And Patrice Bergeron has nine shots, but then it drops off a bit from there. Richie with five shots. Jeremy Lozon with five shots. Then you have Krejci, Wagner, and DeBrusque, along with Charlie McAvoy, four shots apiece. And then Marshan, Coyle, Corrali, Kasha uh, with two shots. Craig Smith with two. And Anders Bjork with only one so far through two games. So the Bruins really do need to work at getting the puck on or towards the net in terms of shot attempts and hopefully the five-on-five scoring will come as a result and uh, yeah they're right back at it here on Monday with a game against the New York Islanders. Before we get to the Bruin of the week let's talk for a moment about betonline.ag. It's an exclusive new partner that we have here at the Locked On Podcast Network and it is the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust for all your betting needs. BetOnline.ag. If you sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. You can also visit them at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code LOCKEDON for that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. On Sunday, the Bruins gathered for practice in advance of Monday's game against the New York Islanders, and there were a couple notable absences, Craig Smith and Andre Kasha. Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron were skating with Jake DeBrusque on the right side. We had Nick Ritchie with David Krejci and Jack Stanika, so Ritchie taking over for DeBrusque, Stanika getting a look there, Anders Bjork. Charlie Coyle, Greg McKegg on the third line, and then Frederick, Corrali, Wagner skating together with Par Lindholm as the extra skater. On defense, Jeremy Lozon, Charlie McAvoy, Matt Grizzlick, Brandon Carlo, Jacobs Borrell with Kevin Miller, and then John Moore, Yerho Vakaninen, and Connor Clifton as the extras. Ras, Kalak, Vladder listed there. After practice... Bruce Cassidy had his media availability and said Andre Kasha is out with an upper body injury. He did not skate, as I mentioned, and he is doubtful for Monday's game against the Islanders. Craig Smith, however, out with the lower body injury, and Cassidy said he is likely to suit up against the Islanders. They're just being a little extra cautious. So that means we should see a lineup of Marchand, Bergeron, DeBrusque will skate on the top line to try to generate some offense there. It is his off wing, but alas, this is what the situation is. It'll be Richie, Krejci, Stanika, 
Bjork, Coyle, Smith. They're really trying to develop that chemistry between that trio. And so Smith will go back on the third line. And then the fourth line, which has been pretty effective, especially, like I mentioned, Trent Frederick, will remain intact. That's what we can expect for Monday's game against a New York Islanders team that so far has posted a record of 1-1 after a pair of games with the New York Rangers. They looked pretty good in the opener, but then were shut out by the Rangers in the second game. They're led in scoring by Captain Anders Lee as well as defenseman Nick Letty. Both have two points through two games. Lee with two goals, Letty with two assists. Of course, one of the big talking points whenever the Bruins and Islanders play over the last few years is... Matthew Berzel, he has one goal through two games. He, of course, was selected after DeBrusque, Jacobs Borrell, Zach Sinitian, and went on to win the Calder Trophy that rookie season. Speaking of Sinitian, I wanted to ask Bruce Cassidy what it would take for Zach Sinitian to get into the lineup with all these right uh, wing injuries going on. Of course, he has a right-hand shot. They've been forced to put DeBrusque on the top line as a left-hand shot, not saying that he belongs on the top line, Sinitian that is, but certainly could warrant a look on the right side with um, Kasha out, with Smith questionable. Uh, He wasn't mentioned at all. He did mention the likes of Carson Kuhlman, uh, but it looks like Sinitian is on the outside looking in when it comes to NHL playing time this season, and that could... uh, mean he will be sent to the Providence Bruins when they gather for their shortened season. What that means beyond uh, 2021 for Sinitian as a member of the Bruins remains to be seen as he is only on a one-year contract. But anyways, that's what the Bruins lineup should look like for Monday's game against the Islanders. I expect Rask to get the start and hopefully they can get the five on five motor running with some scoring at even strength for the first time uh, this season. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, and lemon almond cheesecake, which I highly recommend. They are covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew, but they're also great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Coming up this week on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, we will have the East Division Power Rankings coming up on Tuesday, and you can expect that every week. And on Wednesday, we will have our mailbag section. So if you have any questions, please do send them in, and I will try to answer those on the podcast. Send them in Twitter, Instagram, at LO underscore Boston Bruins, or at Locked On Boston Bruins to get those questions in. And on Mondays, I've decided to do a Bruin of the Week segment. And in lieu of picking a current member, I thought I would acknowledge the retirement announcement of former Boston Bruins defenseman Adam McQuaid over the weekend. Two weeks after the birth of his first child and almost two years since his last game, 
he has officially called it a career. This according to Shane Ross of CBC News. McQuaid said, I guess technically I would say today is probably the first time that I would say I'm done publicly, but I've known for a while that I wouldn't be playing again, he said in a phone interview from his home in Boston, where he still lives. McQuaid is a Cornwall, Prince Edward Island native. He hasn't played a game since March 28th of 2019, when he was a member of the Columbus Blue Jackets. He left the ice in pain with what later would be diagnosed a herniated disc in his neck. It led to concussion symptoms and aches throughout his body, including nerve pain up and down his arm. He also underwent a knee surgery after the 2019 season, but it was the neck injury that was the kind of final straw in his career. He said, I probably had a good idea at the time that the chances of me playing again were really slim, but I still wanted to go through the process of seeing what might be possible. It got to a point where I felt like I really kind of tapped out my body. He does feel much better these days, and the last thing he wants is sympathy. He said there are many people who deserve his thanks for supporting him throughout his 11-year career. I'm beyond fortunate to have been able to play as long as I did and to have the experiences that I did. I don't look back on my situation and think, oh, things got cut short or poor me by any means. McQuaid appeared in 512 games at the NHL level, 8th most by a player born in PEI. Of course, we all remember he wasn't much of a scoring threat. He was more of a rugged, defensive-minded defenseman. And he obviously puts the runs with the Bruins at the top of his career highlight list. He won with the Bruins in 2011 and said he'll always be a Bruins fan at heart. Those Stanley Cup runs, the atmosphere, coming to the rink, that will be something no matter what I do, I'll never be able to replicate the energy and the intensity of those games and those moments and those experiences. I've got a smile on my face right now thinking about having got to experience those. I looked at my Stanley Cup Bruins shirt when I heard the news and saw McQuaid's name up there on the back, along with Johnny Boychuk, who just retired, Rich Peverly and Nathan Horton, other guys who aren't playing anymore, Dennis Seidenberg. And yeah, it brought back memories for me of that run. And I can't imagine what it's like for those guys to look back on that. He said, when I played my first game in the league, I said, I can say I did it. I played a game in the NHL. Never did I imagine I would do it, let alone play over 500 games and get to play with some of the guys I got to play with. He now has a, a newborn son named Roman, and he and his wife are hoping at some point to get back to PEI to introduce the baby to their families, uh, something that's not quite possible at the moment due to, you know, COVID-19. Uh, McQuaid was drafted 55th overall by the Columbus Blue Jackets. He became part of the Bruins organization in 2007 after the Bruins traded a fifth round pick to Columbus that turned out to be used uh, to select Jamie Benn. McQuaid appeared in 68 Stanley Cup playoff games all with the Bruins, 23 games in 2011 where he recorded four assists along the way, 22 games in the 2013 Stanley Cup final run where he scored two goals and two assists. He finished his career as a member of the Columbus Blue Jackets after the Bruins had traded him to the New York Rangers 
in a bit of a cap dump, acquired Steve Kampfer and a couple picks as well, and then he was traded from the Rangers to the Blue Jackets where he ended his career. So Adam McQuaid, Bruin of the Week. If you go back and look up the Dave Ripper episode of Locked on Boston Bruins, Dave is the uh, team chaplain, and he tells some great stories about Adam McQuaid off the ice and how much of an impact he had and still has with some uh, Bruins players uh, just helping them navigate through uh, the craziness of life, just being a good influence uh, by all accounts. He's a great guy, uh, and I'd love to chat with him on uh, on the podcast. So, Adam, if you're listening, uh, shoot me a text. Just kidding. On that note, we're going to end the podcast for today, seeing as it is a holiday for my American friends. I hope you all have a great day off and enjoy today's Bruins-Islanders game. Don't forget, it starts at 5 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow on the show, we'll be back with the East Division Power Rankings. And then on Wednesday, a mailbag episode, so please do send in some questions. Uh, Other than that, have a great day. Thank you for listening. Please do subscribe if you haven't already, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Take care, friends.